Hey guys, before we start, I have a little announcement to make. There's a link to a survey in the show notes of this episode. I request you to please fill the survey and it will not take more than 10 minutes. The results will help me understand what kind of content you guys like and I'll make sure to improve that in season 2. Again, links to the survey is in the show notes below. Thank you and let's continue with the episode. Hello and welcome to Elements of Design, a podcast where I interview design leaders, mentors, influencers, and evangelists and talk to them about their design journey, how to be a better designer, and the future of design in India. I'm your host, Mana Madan, a UX designer based out of New Delhi, India. My guest today is Surbhi Mathur. Surbhi is a UX researcher and has been working as a researcher for 5 years now. She has worked in companies like Uber, Emiko, Neil Kamal and many more. And in this episode, we talk about what it takes to be a UX researcher, how one should pivot their career from UX design to UX research, how can one person start their career as a UX researcher, and what is the future of UX and UX research in India. So let's welcome Surbhi to the show. Uh, hi Surbhi, welcome to Elements of Design. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, mm-hmm. The one question that I really uh, that I want to start is with uh, you know uh, your journey. I mean, how did you become a UX researcher? Uh, what was your background? What did you study? How did you end up working at Uber? Well, um, I graduated from NIFT, National Institute of Fashion Technology, and I was essentially uh, an, an industrial designer, which means that I was. focusing a lot on furniture design at the moment um but basically when you make hard products or like industrial design uh, products what happens is that on the back you have to do a bunch of research now because you're already doing a lot of research and then that is a different kind of research so there's a lot of ethnographic research there's ergonomics and anthropometrics um lot lots to do with not just how people behave but how people's bodies kind of adjust mm-hmm. to furniture and space around them and so i was already kind of inclined towards that aspect of design um i continued my uh, journey with industrial design and research for a, for a little bit before i uh, decided to do my masters from milan in a um uh, in a field called business design so business design is this unique um course which tries to bring aspects of business and design together and gives birth to these multiple different uh, kinds of uh, new fields so ux research is one of them but there's service design and there's product strategy and there's there are there's also some parts of interaction design that come out of it and um so that that's how um so because research was already something that i was kind of inclined towards and the mm-hmm. indian landscape is very um um focused on product companies at this time so it just felt very natural to move towards ux research and so the first opportunity that i got to come back to india was uber and i happily joined that So, uh, so in your case you already have a background in design and then for you it made more sense to transition into research because you were doing that part already uh, what are your suggestions for someone who's already a ux designer and is 2 3 years down his career and wants to you know pivot to ux research i think the first part is do you actually like research or do you are you just doing it uh, because of i don't know because it seems important 
I must tell you that um, there are two distinct fields if you definitely need to choose one exclusively over the other okay. because um i have personally felt the difference in how you work there's a lot of reading there's a lot of talking there's a lot of other um kind of tools that you have in your toolkit when you are a researcher versus when you're a designer your your output is more important while as a researcher your input is really important and then processing and analyzing it right? i guess in mm-hmm. some parts it's true for designers as well but i guess i've always seen that a designer is judged based on his output and a researcher has to kind of see go through a lot of uh, taking inputs and then processing that and giving the output mm-hmm. so um, that's one part if you you really need to like to listen to people be curious about the users and know what would add value and what wouldn't an advice that i have especially for designers stop thinking about a solution just just like leave the solution alone just think about where you are who your user is and what do they need don't mm-hmm. try and marry your solution with the problems that they have um, yeah. just have an open mind unbiased open mind and start thinking from that point of view uh that's so so what what actually makes a good ux researcher uh, i think some of it you have already covered in the question and is which is uh, focusing on the problem rather than a solution uh, mm-hmm. uh are there any some more uh, more pointers i think one thing that i constantly remind myself is what people say and what people do are different things right like mm-hmm. i say i go jog every single day but i don't really do that but mm-hmm. uh if for example if someone was just doing like a light survey i would say yeah i jog every mm-hmm. day but how do you really know if i do that or not so i think okay. just being reminded of that fact helps you also to determine what method to choose for what kind of research you are mm-hmm. getting into so yeah that's a perfect uh, segue to my next question <laughs> which i actually uh, was trying to figure out for past one year and still haven't mm-hmm. uh, which is what research method to use when and when which is the important point because research is something it's not like you you just go you do it and magically some insight will appear what kind of research are you trying to get into and why like what kind of answers are you expecting i think that that's the conversation where you start from and then maybe if it helps you can list down the number of uh, uh, methods that exist so there there is generative um, research there's iterative research there's qualitative research there's quantitative research you have to also be very conscious of the effort um logistical effort that goes into research right okay, that yeah. means that you have to probably travel to places you have to meet a lot of people you have to actually do certain things replicate it so what is that effort or um or effort size that's allowed to you or like what are the resources provided to you or what is your timeline like right so all of these things basically are important factors in deciding what is the right method so it's not just about um what's an effective method but what's an effective method in this situation to get this answer given that i have this much budget and resources mm-hmm. um you know like all of that combined gives you a good method yeah. do you have any favorite ux research method <laughs> uh i mean I, i would say my strength is ethnographic research i've never really done deep ethnography but okay. i really like a uh, uh, contextual understanding of people's okay. behaviors which means that if i were to really study how people in metros travel i would actually want to meet people on their way to work in a metro okay. because then i would notice certain behaviors that they're 
you know just doing so again goes back mm-hmm. to my point of don't believe in what people just say see what people do yeah people so, do only two things while traveling in metro look at each other phones or watch netflix in their phone that that <laughs> i yeah, travel daily like, in metro so, so many <laughs> yeah but there are like so many nuanced interactions right like have you seen how people look at each other and there's this um there's this understanding between people of who takes the seat next Yeah. um and have you ever seen that dynamic happen yeah. or how people get on the trains where do they stand there's a lot of going lot going on in people's brains uh, yeah, yeah. and it's just that so i think all of that create a very exciting story and there are a bunch of opportunities that come out of these certain small nuances when we were talking like when you met a designer uh, like a few months ago uh, yeah. you said that uh, ethnographic uh, studies are although they are good but uh, you know it's a very uh, unreliable kind of research because of the quantitative nature of it i mean you cannot do a lot of uh, ethnographic yeah. research is it still a could you exercise method because huh. what i have uh, seen is uh, a research insight has to be backed up with quantitative and qualitative data both ethnographic is a qualitative research so okay. uh, i i think i'll correct you on the point of saying that ethnographic researches are unreliable i think they're mm-hmm. not unreliable and i don't think they need to be backed by data but i do think that mm-hmm. in order to get the right kind of insight from the mm-hmm. right user uh, mm-hmm. a ux researcher in a product company has to um, collaborate with data scientists from time to time so okay. what i usually do when i have to go to uh, an eth- do a ethnographic research is i'll chat with a uh, data scientist or mm-hmm. a quantitative researcher and mm-hmm. i'll say what's the data around it or i'll also try and read up about it with internal data that you have um mm-hmm. then basically find out the right right users who've shown certain kind of behavior and then talk to them so Uh, you know if you think if you really think from a product perspective um a lot of times companies know what is happening so for example in a funnel in a product funnel you'll see that you know so many people are dropping off on this stage of the product but the the answer that they still cannot answer through data is uh, why is that happening and that's hmm. the strength that ux research adds to this right okay. like they answer most of the why so if it was just data mm mm-hmm. you would get half the information so i guess it's the it's a nice uh, collaboration off and on the that the both of them show that <clears throat> so that any qualitative method can also yield into equally rich learning repository for a company but you know most of the times uh, even when i do ux research uh, one problem that i continuously face is if there is a insight that has uh, come from uh, a qualitative research it might not appear in data So it's like two questions. How do you convince them? You know, this is the insight that you should trust, and then how do you back up with you know more data? I would say that refrain from doing guerrilla testing. So, for example, uh, when I do ethnographic research or any other qualitative research, we do go to data first, like I said, and then we find out the right segments of users. So we have a lot of we do a lot of homework in understanding what kind of data we have. and how can we leverage that to find the right set of users so for example if um, in a company i want to find out how many users show certain kind of behavior i can get into the get into the details and i say that you know how many people have done twice in last um, 
I don't know, so many days and then get down to the details of what this cohort means. And then from a specified cohort, you find out right number of people, say five people out of this cohort that show certain kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not, that is then trustworthy. Yeah, but but that is the case when you actually have a lot of data and existing data, right? Uh, If you... Are building something new? How do you like recruit users? What kind of questions yeah. do you ask? Then what's the process like? So there's a bunch of data out there that the government puts out. There are a lot of agencies, research agencies that have access to a lot of um, personal data that people have. So, for example, how many people use personal public transportation? How many people do that twice a day, thrice a day? So you can even leverage those people. So data doesn't have to necessarily come from within the company it can also come from outside uh, resources that are available so leverage the research agencies who essentially do that for a living and okay. uh, get the data so i think i think then work on top of that why and why should not a ux designer transition to ux research okay um i guess why should you not is an easier one probably is because okay. it's a rather niche field right it's really tiny and only very few companies especially in india have uh, ux research teams so you want mm-hmm. to limit your scope if you get into ux research but yes mm-hmm. if you're very passionate about it and you want to uh, you think that that is your strength then that's mm-hmm. a why you should stay on and i, I do, as much as i do feel that there are in comparison to ux design there are much lesser opportunities for ux researchers but they do exist mm-hmm. and they're increasing by the day okay so um, i think in terms of opportunities there's current opportunity for ux designers and increasing however for ux researchers it's rather small but that's also increasing. So you can okay. take your bet depending on how invested you are in uh, the trade. So so I just came across one word uh, out of it. It's called design infa- uh, research infatuation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so let's uh, go into uh, one of the most feared segment of this podcast, which is the rapid fire. <laughs> okay. uh, you have an advantage because you have already watched uh, the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah. So the I questions hope will be similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, ready? Uh, let's start mm-hmm. with it. Okay. Okay. Behance or Dribble? Uh, Behance. Favorite typeface? Proxima Nova. Uh, Apple, or, Apple or Android? Apple. What's your favorite emoji? The most uh, used emoji on your phone, let's say that. Yeah, it's that uh, it's that uh, monkey face that closes its eye. <laughs> both, <laughs> okay. is, both of its eye. It, it's like, it's quite versatile. It works in, at a lot of places. Tea or coffee? Tea without milk. Uh, favorite app? Uh, I think Blinkist. Blinkist. So what is that actually? It's like a uh, oh, book reading app, German, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a German book um, book app. So okay. screen. Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you like about it, Vise? I just like the concept in general. Like I love that they've brought reading uh, through an app, and they have really good content. Okay. And favorite website. And Splash is amazing. I really yeah. like. It's I like the point. content, but I also like how they've kind of designed it. Uh, the last question of the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think is the future of UX research in India? 
you never know you know things especially with the the technology i think the life's being disrupted so much so mm-hmm. there's voice recognition and now there's ar vr and what not and so there's conversational design happening all of that i do mm-hmm. see research acting as a great pillar Mm-hmm. when the design kind of shifts from ux to something else but it might just change its forms right it, it may take a different name i don't know what so okay. uh, if you are a ux researcher i guess you'll still be valuable but i don't know if you'll still be called a ux researcher i mean so, that's fine 10 years ago people were called web designers now they are exactly, ux designers exactly yeah. exactly so like i think i already see the trend where ux designers have slowly started being called product designers and yeah earlier product designers were actually industrial designers so you yeah. kind of see the trend i guess it's to do with the fact that whatever is the most used product i guess but um, yeah the the trade will remain research will always remain also because of technology and this new ecosystem new problems have started arising and mm. what happens because of that is that you need a researcher to analyze where that shift is and what is the repercussion of that Mm-hmm. so that's the reason why research will still stay relevant okay yeah i think it makes sense so thanks for coming to the podcast thanks for doing this thank uh, you thank you so much for having such a novel yeah. idea at this conversation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you see you okay see okay. you bye thank you for listening to this episode of elements of design links to everything mentioned in the episode will be available in the show notes below To listen to our previous episode, search for Elements of Design in your favorite podcast app and make sure you hit subscribe. If you like the episode or the podcast, please give us a 5-star review on Apple Podcast or any podcast app that you are listening to. It will help the show gets discovered and it would mean a world to me. If you have any feedback, suggestion or if you just want to say hi, please reach out to me on Instagram at @uxandmore. That's ux and more, one word. And with that, I'll take a leave. Hope to see you in the next episode and remember work hard and be nice to people. Thank you.